This is a podcast from Seven Vineyard. Hi, my name is Finn, and I hope you're having a great Easter Sunday. Today is the day we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Saviour, and we eat lots of chocolate. I love Easter eggs, but why are they always hollow in the middle? Imagine an Easter egg with chocolate in the middle. Well, I guess we have cream eggs, and they are banging. Today, I want to talk to you about the middle. So often, I find myself in the middle. In the middle of my reality and my resurrection. The middle of my problem and my solution. The middle of my pain and my deliverance. This last year has been hard and the reality throughout these lockdowns for many of us hasn't been good. The reality for many of us is unsure. The reality for many of us is not knowing what's to come. And the reality for many of us is not easy. But I want to tell you that God is not only standing in reality, but he is standing in eternity. God is looking down into your situation. He sees your pain, he sees your struggles and he says, don't worry, I got you. He is Alpha and Omega. He is the beginning and the end, but he still cares about you in the middle. That's great, but what do I do? What do I do in the middle? What do I do when I'm stuck between the painful reality and the resurrection and joy to come? Today, I want us to figure out what we do in the middle. And I believe God wants you to get out of the place that you are stuck in. I'm in the middle. I'm in the final year of my A-levels and I'm about to be in the first time in my life where no one is telling me what to do. Honestly, I have no plan. I have no idea what I'll be doing after I finish my A-levels and this is my dilemma. And I can choose to listen to the deception, to worry about my future and to rush into choosing a degree or career that'll be safe. Or I can trust in the promises God gave me and I can trust that God has a plan for my future. So today, that's the title of the message, The Middle. Today is Easter Sunday and it's the day we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. It's the most important event in history. We often read and know about this story as a historical event. But today, I want to act like this is something that really happened, like it was your reality. Like you were one of the disciples. You were walking with Jesus for all of those years. You gave up everything to follow this man and he just got crucified. He just breathed his last breath, hung on the cross. I want to make this your reality. And if we take it from reality, maybe we will be able to understand how this can apply to our life, where many of us are stuck in the middle. I want to think about walking with Jesus, giving up everything you have. I want to think about being at the Last Supper, being with Jesus. I want you to think about watching Judas walking out the door and you knew he was about to do something and be a snitch. I want you to think about when they came to get Jesus and you saw them in that moment. And I always think about when they mocked him and they beat him. I always think about when they haven't walked with him and seen the miracles and heard all the stories, not as history, but coming to reality like this is something that really happened right now. If you saw the man you put all your time, treasure and talent into hanging on the cross and you thought he was going to conquer the world and he ends up dying right next to two criminals. I want to think of Easter in reality. So Jesus has just died on the cross and this is where we pick up the story. In John chapter 19, it says, the place of crucifixion was near a garden. And because it was the day of Jewish Passover and the nearby tomb was empty, they laid Jesus there. So Jesus is dead, laying in a tomb. And then it goes straight to John 20. The very next chapter, the very next verse It says, early Sunday morning, while it was still dark, 
Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. It's a miracle. Jesus has risen from the dead. Hallelujah. Except, hold on. At the end of John chapter 19, it said it was a Friday. They put him in a tomb. And then it goes straight to John 20 and says, early Sunday morning. If I know my dates right, Friday does not go straight to Sunday morning. We skip the middle. On Friday, Jesus is dead in the tomb. All is lost. And it skips straight to Sunday when Jesus has risen. On Friday, you're dealing with reality. We're dealing with broken relationships. We're dealing with addictions. We are dealing with financial problems. We are in reality. But then you just skip over to early Sunday morning and it's a resurrection. What do I do at a time in the middle? So many times in church, we shout about the resurrection and we cry about the reality of the death. But we do not know how to act in the middle. I don't know about you, but there are many areas in my life which I'm still stuck in the middle. But hear this out. The middle is not for anyone else to respond to. The middle is your responsibility. I want you to write this down. My response is more important than the reason why when I'm in the middle. Your response in the middle is more important than the reason why you are in the middle. We get mad at our reality. We get mad at what happened to us. We get mad at the results that we got. Why we aren't popular. Why we lost. Why haven't we been successful? But we can't control the reality and we aren't at the resurrection. But we can do something about the middle. So remember this. My response is more important than the reason why. No matter what you're feeling right now, if you are in the middle in any area of your life, stop trying to figure out why you are there and start giving the right response. In Romans 12 verse 12, it says, Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. See how it there says be patient in trouble. It doesn't promise your trouble will be short and it often isn't. In the Easter timeline, the middle only lasted 24 hours. But if we look at the story in Exodus, when Moses led the slaves out of Egypt, they walked for 40 years before they found the promised land. If I was one of the disciples, and when I think of this event as my reality, I really wish it would have gone from putting him in the tomb and going straight to the resurrection on Sunday. Why did Saturday have to be there? Why did I have to go through this 24 hours not knowing what's going to happen? Why is there a middle? But it's in these times of hardship, when you are in the middle, that there is a strengthening of your faith. You have to go through a suffering Saturday if you're going to see the resurrection on Sunday. So how do I really respond in the middle? Everybody's middle starts with their reality. And every time in your reality, you get presented with a dilemma. When you get a dilemma, it's very important that you listen to the right things. Because when you get in a dilemma, that's when the enemy tries to come in and present deception. So let's go to the very first example we're given, Adam and Eve. They were in the Garden of Eden, in a perfect place, but their reality gave them a dilemma. The reality was that God was, there was only one tree that they were told they could not eat from. And when God was saying, do not eat from that one tree, they said, why would God not let us eat from that one tree? And it became a dilemma when it was really protection for them. That's when the enemy came with deception. Why did God say we couldn't eat from that one tree? Why did I get bullied? Did God really promise he would provide? And we have fed a lie to doubt God's promises. But I'm telling you, we cannot listen to the enemy's deception. Because when we are deceived in the middle, we make the wrong decision. So it starts with reality, which turns into a dilemma, which turns into deception and a decision. 
we all make some bad decisions. I'll be the first person to put my hand up and say I've made some bad decisions. And when you make a decision, there is always death and something is going to die. And this is why we need to know what happens in the middle. If you make the wrong decision, dreams die, relationships die, purpose dies. And if you make the right decision, pride dies, preference dies, greed dies, our earthly desires die. Whenever you make the right decision, a decision that lines up with God's word, a decision that seeks the kingdom, then God promises there will be deliverance. There can only be a resurrection if I can outlast the middle. And that all sounds great, but what, how does that really work in my life? It's easy to make the wrong decision in the middle. You felt the reality, you had the dilemma and you saw the deception and it's easy to make the wrong decision in that moment. But God's saying, don't make the decision now to abort the promise that I gave you. You will be successful. Your family will be saved. You will have breakthrough. But don't make the decision if you've listened to the lies and the deception. Let's take a look at Peter. Let's have a look at some more examples. So Peter, one of Jesus' disciples, he was also in the middle. Peter's reality was the only man he gave everything to follow is now dead. His dilemma was that the final meal we have with Jesus, Jesus told him what was going to happen. Peter wanted to protect Jesus. When they came to arrest Jesus, Peter started kicking off and even cut some lad's ear off. But Jesus knew and told Peter that he would deny him three times. But you know what Peter said? Peter was like, nah, no way, mate. I would never do that to you. Peter then had to watch the crowds of people cheer for Jesus' death. And that was Peter's reality. And when people asked if he knew Jesus, he was in a dilemma. In that moment, he believed the deception and he made the decision to deny that he knew Jesus. But this isn't the end of deception. After making the wrong decision, we are then deceived again. We are deceived to believe that our actions decide our worth. But Jesus didn't die on the cross for us to believe that lie. Jesus died so when we make those bad decisions, we can be forgiven. Let's have a look at another example. Let's have a look at Thomas, another one of the disciples. His reality was he saw Jesus die on the cross and be placed on a tomb on Friday. And then was told by the other disciples that he had risen on Sunday. Then came dilemma. Thomas had to decide to believe them. And then deception. Jesus isn't alive. Jesus can't defeat death. The promises aren't true. And Thomas made a decision. He doubted. He said he would only believe if he saw the nail marks in the man's hands. And then came death. Death to his faith. And it can be so easy to lose faith when everything feels like it is dead. But how can I make the right decision? How do I find resurrection in the middle? I want you to write this down because the only way to find resurrection in the middle is to focus on the character of Jesus and not the concerns of critics. We have to choose to believe God's promises, to trust Jesus has made a way and to find refuge in God. For those of you who know me, I am really passionate about my rugby. And a few years ago, I found myself in a really difficult position as captain for a team that looked like it may have to fold due to false allegations made against us. Our reality as a team was unsure. We had no assurance we would even play another match together again. And as a team, we struggled. We had turned up to training not knowing what was going to happen. And I had a dilemma. I had to choose to stick by my team, stick by my coaches, and to trust that the truth would come out. Or I could have lost hope and ran to another team. 
It was our middle, but we made the right decision and we stuck together through the difficulties. And when the truth emerged, it gave new life to the team and it was our resurrection. We emerged stronger, so much so the next season was our most successful. It says in Matthew 6 verse 25, This is why I tell you, do not worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food or drink or the clothes you wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food for your heavenly father feeds them and aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? All the things we worried about in the middle, God is telling us he's got that. Put your trust in him and he will take care of you in the middle. I don't know what your middle is right now. I don't know what your reality or your dilemma is. But I know in every middle you can choose to be deceived or you can choose to trust in the Lord. You can allow the world to put doubts in your heart or you can trust in God's promises. When you are in the middle and it seems hopeless, God says, I will produce a resurrection. This year, I want us to remember the time between Friday when Jesus was in a tomb and Sunday when he was resurrected. We often read the Easter story, read that Jesus was hung on a cross, turn the page and see that he had risen. But this wasn't the reality. The disciples couldn't turn the page and see that he had resurrected. They had to live in the middle. And I pray right now that when we are in the middle, we can be strong in our faith and we can know God's promises. Because on Sunday morning, there is resurrection. Jesus rose from the dead and he defeated death. And Jesus came back with all power so we can live life in the resurrection. Today is your moment to make the right decision. To choose to believe the enemy's deception or to put all faith in Jesus and live in the resurrection. And I pray we decide to trust in God's promise and to choose Jesus.